Welcome to Short Course, episode 39, for October 26th, 2018. I'm your host, Ben Barry. As I'm recording this, it's Wednesday night, the second of three nights, or the night of the second of three days of the Factory Gun Nationals, the combined production and single stack match, which itself is the second of the three back-to-back national championships here in Frostproof, Florida. So I am recording this from the hotel room. Please excuse the lower-than-normal production values, the, if the editing or the, the background noise is any worse than normal. Uh, I've done the best I can, but I, I am recording in a hotel room. Just so that the episode will go up on time, since tomorrow tomorrow we'll be shooting, I'm shooting in the p.m., so that the second half of the day will be on the range, and then as soon as we're done, we will be heading back to the, the hotel to get changed and head to the awards dinner, which will be... It's supposed to be around 7 o'clock, so there won't be a lot of time to, to be recording and editing this, so I'm getting it out early. I, so far, have been pretty impressed with the, the, the organization of the nine days of nationals. I have to say, a lot more people are shooting all nine days than I, I ever imagined. I, I mean, I spent a lot of time in this sport, and I, I don't know. I can't imagine having the ability to to shoot all the matches and have all the guns and have all the ammo lined up, but it's been very popular, and so I think that's a that's that's a win for the organization. I think it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be remembered fondly. I think that the people that that managed to compete in all the matches will speak highly of it. So I think I think it's cool. It's definitely something different. It's trying to to change up the formula, which I think I think that's a good thing. I think. Tradition is good, but if we can find ways as the sport changes to improve it, then then let's do that. Now, like I said, I'm only shooting the the production, the factory gun match, and as far as that goes, so it's it's three days. It, each day you're shooting six stops, where some of the stops each bay, some of the bays have more than one stage in it, so they have doubled up short stages. It's a total of 21 stages. So on any given day, you're only shooting six to eight stages and you're only on the range for about four or five hours. And so it actually, it's interesting that it ends up being kind of like shooting three back-to-back pretty laid-back club matches. It's not a particularly grueling schedule. You're not having to work particularly hard. There are some staff on the base. They are having competitors help pace and reset, especially on the longer stages. But with 12-man squads you're you have plenty of time to load your mags and be prepared for for your turn to shoot and there there's plenty of help to to paste and reset so it's interesting that you would think nationals would be this you might think that nationals would be this this great pressure cooker or this this great test where everything's amped up but actually the the actual experience is more akin to shooting a club match the only, the only thing is you're you shoot the same club match with the same guys on your squad three days in a row, but outside of outside of those three days shooting with the the same guys, you don't actually interact directly with with a lot of the other folks. Now that said, when you're walking around on the range, and if you ever walked up and down the the range here in, in Frostproof, it's just bays almost as far as the eye can see. So there's certainly people to to stop and chat with, but the actual shooting experience has actually been very straightforward, very laid back. They are adopting something that I believe started in IPSC matches overseas where the whole match is actually broken up into zones. 
And so rather than squad one shoots stages one through eight, squad two shoots stages two through nine, squad three shoots stages three through ten or whatever, you have the the match broken up into zones. And so the first six squads rotate among the first six stages, the second six squads rotate among the second six stages, and the third six squads, you get the idea. And then from day to day, you move between the zones. And so it actually, in some ways, it, it enhances the feeling that the that the whole match is just a series of club matches, and, and each each squad takes their turn shooting each club match. And each club match sort of has its own flavor, its own set of challenges, and I think that works really well. I think I, I haven't, it seems like they have range masters assigned to each zone or at least ones to different parts of the range so that they can make consistent calls on those stages and, and you're not having multiple RMs making different calls on different stages, which is, I think, good for consistency. So overall, the, the way the match is being run, it's honestly, it's, it's quite good. I haven't really been talking much about the match leading up to it. Because honestly, I haven't really been sure what to say from a, a personal standpoint, from a goals or an expectation standpoint. I mean, I think in general, the idea of having very specific placement goals are, it's counterproductive. I talked about that on episode one. And so setting arbitrary expectations of yourself is, is a tough thing. But on the other hand, not having anything to work towards or focus on does make it hard to find the energy and, and the focus to practice. And, and I'll be honest, that's something that, that I've been struggling with going into this match by not having this be, by not knowing how to define success for this match. It's, it's, it has been hard finding the, the energy and the motivation to, to put in the time to practice. But as the match has gotten closer, I've been reflecting on the last year and it definitely has helped to give me some perspective on what is, what has changed in the last year. So one way that I could define my goals for this match would be to compare my finish at this match to last year. And last year at the limited in production match, I finished 25th in production at 80% of the division winner. So those are some pretty concrete numbers that, that I could compare. But then again, it was a different talent pool. The, the match was split between limited and production. It wasn't this big back-to-back -back format. I I would be interested to see numbers, but it definitely seems like turnout is probably higher for this match. There are probably more people in production at this match than there were last year. And so overall numeric place might not have as much of a meaning. And even the percentage, even if I just keep up with the same percentage where I was last year, if the guys at the top of the sport have been continuing to train and continuing to get better, then even if I just stay on pace. That means at least I'm keeping up. So it's, it, it definitely is, it's a, it's a squirrely thing trying to measure success numerically in this way. And what I just keep coming back to is just thinking about how I shot nationals last year. And I honestly, I feel like saying that I placed the way that I did, I placed better than I was expecting and I placed better than I felt like I deserved given, given how I shot. I, I felt like I did not shoot a particularly good match last year. I felt fairly unprepared. I felt like I made a lot of mistakes. I felt like I didn't, I didn't shoot a particularly good match. What it did do is it was a, a relatively concrete set of 
mistakes that I was able to look at and build my training around for the next year. And in that year, I have I've made some significant progress on on those issues. And and I'm not the the issues that I was having last year are not the issues I'm having this year. And that's I mean that's progress to me. That's that's what really when I look back on it makes me makes me proud and it makes me happy with the way I'm shooting. So, for example, looking back at last year, the the three things that stick out in my mind, one is that I just I didn't have a good solid idea of how to draw and grip the gun. I mean, I thought I did, but the more I tried to speed up that technique and and really make it work under more pressure and, and under faster shooting, the, the more it just fell apart on me. And that goes hand in hand with the second issue that stands out in my mind is just the way that I was pulling the trigger was just wrong. I was just pushing all kinds of shots left. So, you know, nine o'clock left. And so anytime there was a tuxedo hardcover or hardcover with the, just the A zone available or where the, the Charlie Delta area to the left of the A zone was painted, I was fairly regularly dropping hardcover mics, uncalled hardcover mics into those. And that got really frustrating. Having, having those uncalled errors was, well, I mean, there really is no other way to put it. It was, it was very demoralizing to think you shot a good match or good stage and then walk down range and two to three inches inside the black, one of your two shots that you called good was, uh, was a miss. And then the third thing that was an issue was just not being confident on partials. And in fact, at that match in particular, I tried to be too aggressive and overestimated my ability on trying to get alphas when there was half or less of the A zone available. And it just, it did not work out, but I was, I I was so instilling an ethos of accuracy and not giving up Charlie's unless you absolutely have to. I was so focused on that, that particularly when there was a no shoot as the partial, I was just making more problems than, than I needed for myself and learning to see those stages, see those target presentations and understand when you just got to you just got to let it go and, and eat a Charlie or two aim for the AC line, hope that one's in, hope that one's out and be happy with that. And if, if two end up being in the A zone, then that's fine. So those, those were the three main takeaways to me coming out of nationals last year. And in particular, the, the grip and the trigger pull issue kicked off a good six to nine months of experimentation, tweaking practice, and just trying to really just figure out from a very fundamental level how to how to how to rebuild my grip. It had gotten me to where I was, but it had now become the lowest hanging fruit. It had become the squeakiest wheel. It had become the the biggest problem in in my shooting. And given that every shot you fire and every time the gun recoils is, is affected by trigger pull and, and grip, it was it was pretty darn important to to my technique in the in the sport. And so those things became, have became the focus of my training for this last year. And so to be able to come into this match and be having a set of problems that are almost entirely different than what I was having last year. So I've, I have a very clear idea of what I should be thinking about before the buzzer, how my 
hand should move to the gun, what the grip should feel like out of the holster, what it what the weak hand coming in, establishing the grip should feel like, how pulling the trigger, both the double and the single at distance and at speed. All those things are 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 much clearer in my head. I have defined techniques for them. I, I understand them at a much more granular level than I did a year ago. I am on it is when it comes to partials, I'm both more confident in my ability to call my shots and to aim in and get more precise alphas, but at the same time be willing to give up the Charlies when I have learned from experience from matches like that, where really good shooters are more willing to accept the Charlies and come out with better hit factors than I've just learned to 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 let that happen. And so coming into this match, I'm a very different shooter than I was a year ago. So having nationals be this snapshot in time, this checkpoint where I can look back and say, okay, in the 2017 nationals, it was at St. George. I remember these stages. I remember these problems that I had. And now in my mind, I'm going to remember this 2018 nationals and I'm going to remember the problems I'm having. And, and it will kick off this next year's training cycle of identifying these issues and working towards them. And the cool thing is they're smaller issues. They are easier to fix in some ways. They're less fundamental issues. It's not my my grip and trigger pull are, are fundamentally making problems for me. It's more technical issues. It's just things that I've either put on the back burner or literally never given thought to. Just little details that as I'm progressing in the sport, as I'm getting better, I'm, I'm having to either revise my approach to or just develop an approach to for the first time ever. And that's that's cool. To me, that's the pay value. To me, that's what is interesting to me about this sport is that I put in the time, I, I evaluate problems, I try solutions, and things get better. The problem with that is occasionally it can be hard to measure those improvements. And that's where something like nationals comes in. It is It, it does become the snapshot in time. On a more short-term time scale, it's really interesting to look back right about three months ago when I was here in this very same hotel shooting IPSE nationals at this very same range. And halfway through the first day, I DQ'd. That was, you know, I talked about that on the podcast. It was definitely a wake-up call. I was definitely not as prepared as I should have been for that match to be competing at that level. I'd signed up for the match and, and put into place all the logistics to attend. Meanwhile, I'd also been kicking off these training classes locally and teaching two classes a month, and it was crowding out my own practice. And so when I actually had to, to go compete, I had I was able to talk about what I needed to do but it wasn't fresh in my mind. It wasn't familiar because I hadn't been putting in the practice reps to do it. That was a real gut check at the time. That was a real wake-up call. And in in the wake of that, I did step back from, from teaching classes explicitly, at least until this match, until nationals, so that I would have time to train, so that I could I could refocus. And at the time that felt that felt like a bit of an eleventh hour gesture, trying to turn things around. I mean, it was already July. It was already high competition season. How much could I do in three months? I'm fairly happy to say that that it was a lot. It was that that match, that wake up call came at a good time. I was able to to refocus my training, 
double down and be prepared in a way that I wasn't prepared for last year's nationals. I mean, I remember going into that, that match in St. George in 2017 and just feeling, feeling like I just, I needed more time. I wasn't ready. And coming into this match, that, that feeling is gone. I feel like I've gotten to a good place. My, my mechanics are solid. I've got this grip and trigger pull stuff worked out in part. This is worth mentioning in no small part because of the classes by teaching the, the, the classes and having people ask questions and challenge what I was saying and, and forcing me to explain it in a, in a clear way numerous times over the different classes to different people. It did help me understand my own shooting in, in a way that I never have before and never have had to because it was always just floating around in my head. It was something I understood at a, at a unverbalized level. But when you actually have to put it into words and explain it and find a metaphor, sometimes that, that metaphor that you give to somebody else helps you think about it or just explaining your technique to something helps you understand it more concretely. All those, all those did happen. So, you know, in a strange way, the, the classes did, did contribute to, to the progress that I've made this year, while at the same time, at a certain point, giving them up also helped me break through and, and, and make progress this year. So this is all a, a very roundabout way of, of addressing the question of why am I here? What am, what am I going to nationals to do or to prove or what, what am I hoping to get out of it? And I, I still don't really have a good answer to that question. I am, I'm here to compete. I'm here to, to do my best against the best in the country to see how I stack up, to see where I'm deficient, to identify the things to kick off my, my schedule or my training cycle for, for the next season. But I'm not here to, to win. I'm not here trying to, to achieve a certain arbitrary numerical goal. I would like to be able to look at the results and look at all the guys that in some way or another are sponsored either partially or full-time shooters, whether through sponsorships or, or through their own work and be somewhere near the top of the guys who just do this for fun, who, for whom it's just a hobby. I mean, I do have a podcast and I did teach some classes, but you know, this isn't my job. This is, this is still just a hobby. I have a day job. I have a wife. I have other family obligations. And so to be able to place relatively well within all the other guys, all the other hobbyists to, to whom this is just a, a labor of love, then I suppose I'd be happy with that. But honestly, as long as I come in and I can say that I've shown measurable progress against nationals a year ago, IPSC nationals three months ago, and have a set of areas to work on, a set of things to improve, as long as I can keep making progress, keep moving forward in the sport, that's all I can really ask for. And so that's that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. And, and like I said, this is the end of day two. I've still got another day tomorrow. Each day I've gone into to the stages with the attitude that I just want to shoot in a way that at the end of the day, I'm, I'm proud of the stages. I, I don't, I'm not trying to win anything, but I want to not make any stupid mistakes. You know, so an example today is there was a, there was a, one of the classifier style stages where you had to do, you had to shoot one target six times, reload and shoot another target. And I was so focused on shooting the first target 
that after I finished it, I, I started to unload. And that's not a technical problem. That's not a that's not an execution problem. That, that was just a stupid mistake. That's the stuff that I really want to avoid. But the the other issues that have come up today, the other performance problems that that have arisen because of either issues that I've never faced before or some new challenge that that I haven't set up for myself in practice, being presented with those and and having my eyes opened to to areas that need practice, I'm okay with those as long as I'm not going crazy and slinging mics all over the place. If I can shoot at a pace that that I can be proud of. And, and that I feel like is representative of, of my skill, that's it. That's, that's all I'm doing here. That wraps up this episode of Short Course. You can follow me on Instagram at bsberry or see my match videos, including nationals, at youtube.com slash benberryuspsa. My email is podcast at berryshooting.com. Talk to you next time.